guys. Hi. You're listening to Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke. This is a podcast where we tell each other We sports stories. (laughs) (laughs) No. We're done with we sports. We've moved on. We tell each other scary stories, ghost stories in particular. Um, And my name is Katie Wiggins. And I'm Morgan Driscoll. And we're glad to have you. Now, I've uh, got some recommendations, as I always do. Number one, cinnamon tea. Uh, Lately, I've been trying to, like, back off on coffee a little bit because it makes my tummy queasy. Mm -hmm. And um, you know how many listeners we just lost? (laughs) (laughs) Is it it the caffeine or is it the, the things you add to it? No, it's the it's caffeine in general tends to it's not good for reflux, which I struggle yeah. with. So um, I go for a less intensely caffeinated route, and mm. the Target brand I think it's like Har- Harney and Son Harney. It looked like it should have been Harvey, but it was an N instead of a V. Mm. They come in these tin boxes, and you get them at Target. Oh, I love tin boxes. Yep. See, you're already sold, and it's <laughs> cinnamon. Yeah. And it's not just like a hint, it's not a touch, it's not a it's not a moment of cinnamon. It's like you open that box and it's like ho oh, oh, ho What oh, what kind God. of cinnamon are we talking? Is it like like you know cinnamon altoids or is it like a, a cinnamon candy? Like how cinnamon are we talking? Is it like potpourri but drinkable? It's- Kind of like drinkable potpourri. Okay, um, because I can't do not, certain types of cinnamon. No, it's not like astringent cinnamon. It's not like freshening cinnamon that you would have in a toothpaste. There you go. It's like cinnamon mixed with like some clovey moments. Oh, I love it's that. It's very okay. folly. It's very nice. I love um, it. It's great, and I recommend it. Also, you can get fake cobwebs there for $4 if you want to spruce up. Oh, my house? Ugh. <laughs> Oh my god, it's every day I feel like I put more stuff up. <laughs> I got these things on Amazon where it's like clear, translucent, like cling paper kind of. Well, what is it? Is it clear or is it translucent? <laughs> well, well, it's clear and then there's the there's the pictures. It looks like framed old pictures of like yeah. Victorian people and their faces oh, yeah. are all spooked. Yes. And you can cut them or just leave them all put out. And I had so many, there wasn't even room in my house for them all oh yay yeah it's a good time that's amazing one of them looks like al roper (laughs) (laughs) but like he's gonna eat (laughs) you oh there's a joke to be made there about his catchphrase but i'm not the one to make it (laughs) listeners at home feel free (laughs) um oh okay so So that so the tea and then also I can't believe no one told me to watch Castle Rock, but I watched two episodes and was like, this was fucking made for me. So you listeners that know about it and didn't tell me about it. Y'all did her dirty. Shame. But also, I mean, I really should have known. It's kind of my job now. But um, it's literally. Stephen King, right? Okay. uh, okay, So it's the best possible way to have Stephen King. He's executive producing it, but he has nothing to do with the writing. So I'm so happy. No offense, but he gets a a little kooky. It is based off of his universe. Okay, okay, that's so. Shawshank Prison is in it, and they're like the Needful Things shop. I don't know. I've never read or seen Needful Things, but um, Mm. 
I feel like if you're a Stephen King person, this is amazing for you. You've probably already seen it and you love it. Where can but, you watch it? But uh, Hulu. Oh, I don't have Hulu. I might be able to hook you up. Or rather, Bruce Wiggins might be able to hook you up. <laughs> Thanks, Bruce. Um, <laughs> um, but the biggest thing for me was that when we drove through Maine, we drove through, a, uh, we decided to take a detour, just go right off the road to Augusta, which happened to be the bleakest, most horrible place yeah. I think I've ever been. And bleak Texas is bleak as fuck, but this was the bleakest place I have ever, no. Impound lot in New Orleans will always be the bleakest place I've ever been. You've never been to Lubbock. This is the bleakest. Na- it's true. This is the bleakest. <laughs> t- this is the bleakest town I've ever been mm-hmm. in. And um, the first thing we saw when we drove up through it was uh, like a three-year-old being dragged out of a store to vomit on the ground. Oh. And that was the first thing. <laughs> and it only got worse. So, uh, so obviously that place made a fucking impression on yeah. me and Ian and Chloe when we were on our road trip. And then yeah. we're watching Castle Rock and it was doing all these over the head shots. And I was like, is that fucking Augusta, Maine? Yeah. Is that the worst part of Maine? Um, yeah. It was. So really thrilling that that we were able... It it was like there's so many gorgeous, amazing parts of Maine. And then he went to the stretch of road where we were driving through it and laughing our asses off because I kept saying all of this would be better if it was demolished, (laughs) like exploded. There was like... Ian reminded me that there was a Chinese restaurant that we passed in the middle of just like woods. And half of it was like burned and it was just left. And I was like, can someone not... There were people eating in it still. <laughs> just take this down? Like, why are all these structures still up? Oh, my God. That's so it was it was so exciting to be able to see that. it kind of dramatized. It is a fictional town, Castle Rock, but it has very strong Augusta vibes. And I would be very surprised if they didn't film some parts of it in Augusta. Bridgeton's kind of like that. Where he that sucks. Where he goes a lot, but there's a lot of nice places and cute little town. But there's a lot of like. No. Oh yeah, but there's a lot of like. No. Wow, this is what they meant when they were talking about like a dying town. But we looked up the history of Augusta. It's literally been dying since like the fur trade rerouted through it. <laughs> I swear to you, like it, it Take thrived it in like 1863, and Jesus. then it's been going downhill ever since. <laughs> Good, but but this is not a podcast about Augusta. That's our other podcast. <laughs> we could do a main podcast. We really like. shouldn't. <laughs> We're gonna get bricks through our windows with. <laughs> yeah, come all anything. the way to Texas. You'll be too hot and miserable to throw anything. <laughs> Fight me. Take me back with you. <laughs> okay, so um, so yes, Ca- Castle Rock is really good. Okay, yeah, no, go Ooh, for it. Okay, so we had a really short episode last time, so I feel like we can stretch our legs yeah. a little bit. You know, so, get comfortable. Last Friday or Monday this month, one you Monday, can't one of the days we had a day off. of the week. One of the days of the week when I had it off. Roger and I went to see a movie. We saw The Nun. If you guys haven't heard of The oh! Nun, it's part of the Conjuring series. There's two Conjurings, a spinoff Annabelle with the doll, and then a spinoff with the nun demon. Jesus. And it was one of the best horror movies I think I've ever seen. What? It was so good. Really? It, the imagery was 
maybe it's because I've got a special place in my heart for yeah. Maybe the it's because you literally Church. have like you were taught by nuns. <laughs> but uh, something about it, it's it's this old abbey that in Romania that's the people in the town won't go near. They spit mm. when they talk about it. They know it's messed up. They a spit nun, when they talk about it. That sounds fucking Romanian. superstition. <laughs> yeah, and there's. Thousands of crosses everywhere to try and keep the evil in. There's some sort of something there. Mm-hmm. And none killed. She hung herself. And they're going in to look into it. And it's absolutely bonkers. The ugh, It's so good. I don't want to say stuff and give it away. But 10 okay. out of 10. One of the best movies. And then we were like, let's keep this fall train rolling. Let's watch Is that a more fall scary train? Ch- we're watching scary horrifically shit. evil Abby? Yeah. <laughs> For us, so we went so home. autumn, so cozy, ah, festive. So we went home. We watched The Conjuring two again Jesus. to see the root of the nun, and the mm. nun was all over that goddamn movie, which I didn't remember. Mm. Its name is Volok, and you don't know that till the very end of the movie, which mm-hmm. is not really like a plot point or anything. But Volok is spelled everywhere in the movie. One of the kids is making like a beaded bracelet, and it says Volok on it. They've got letters V A L I K on the bookshelf. Like, the kid drawings on the wall say Volok. It's everywhere. Hmm. It's everywhere. And then... Well, maybe I'll give The Conjuring another chance. Yeah. The Conjuring 2 is pretty good. And The Nun is definitely worth it. Annabelle sucked. Don't bother with Annabelle. I heard the second one was good, but I didn't watch it, so I don't know. And then after that, we kept going, and we watched Sinister. Jesus Christ. You guys are fucked up. (laughs) We we were like, we're in movie moods. We never watch scary movies. So we watched Sinister, which I had never seen before. Have you seen Sinister? Okay, so it's this man, and he's a true crimes author, and he takes these stories, and he exposes the cops, and he finds out what really happened, and people in towns hate him for it, like the cops do. So he moves Mm -hmm. into the house where a family was hung, and the youngest child was missing, Mm -hmm. and he finds this box of film in the attic with all this footage of other families dying in graphic, horrible ways. Mm. And all the kids are missing. And he's trying to connect the dots and spooky things ensue. And he did not tell his wife that they were moving into the house where people were home. Of course not. It always blows my mind. I guess maybe I don't have a a journalist's eye, but pretty much the moment if I found that box of film, I would have been like, you know what? I've got a whole life to live. Yeah. I don't need this bullshit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Let's fucking go. You know, let's go. Let's move. Let's yeah. move. I and don't, he had I, photographic evidence that it wasn't there when they moved in. Mm. Yeah, that would mess me up a lot. I slept with the lights on. I didn't care for that one. I had to stop and make tea twice. <laughs> <laughs> I was not stable. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, watch The Nun. Okay. It's been advertised in the subways like crazy. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They have big posters of it. Ooh. Mm-hmm. All right. I believe it's time. Yeah. We're at time to begin. You may think by this accent that I have accidentally started on that it's going to be in England. Well, you're wrong, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> because I deal in secrets. I, now I can't stop. It feels so comfortable. <laughs> this is me now. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, no, it's not. 
No one wants you to stop. Thanks. <laughs> so uh, we're not doing that. We are going to be, uh, or I'm going to be using a new show as reference. <gasps> not a new show. It's not new. It's so old. <laughs> But um, but us? it's new to us. It's not new to me. Oh, new I to should you. shut the fuck up. Whenever I do introductions, I always drag it like a hundred years. Okay, well, it's a show called <gasps> Paranormal State. Ooh. My name is Ryan, and I'm a paranormal investigator. When I was a kid, my experiences with the supernatural terrified me, and I've been searching for answers ever since. When I got to Penn State, I realized I wasn't alone in my quest. So I founded the Paranormal Research Society, dedicated to helping those who were haunted like I was. We are students. We are seekers. And sometimes we're warriors. And each time we help someone, I feel like I'm one step closer to finding the truth. This is Paranormal State. We are students. We are seniors. And sometimes we're warriors. So, I feel like Inya should do a track over it. Like a little bit of... <laughs> and sometimes we're warriors. So uh, here's the deal with pa- Paranormal State. Basically, yes, like he said, they're a bunch of students. Like they're literally probably like 21 to 23 or 4, which is so funny. And um, they go to Penn State and they formed this research society and they just somehow got a fucking like Discovery Channel gig like they they got a television show and the vibe of this show it's basically like Ryan Buell the head guy is kind of like what we have always wanted Zach Bagans to be okay good He's very, his voice is kind of similar to Zach Bagans. Mm -hmm. You know, he's got a, he's got almost an effectively low voice where you feel like if he were to actually talk like maybe how he actually most comfortably would talk, it'd probably be higher, but Mm -hmm. whatever. And, um, but he's, and he's definitely got a martyr-esque personality. Like he's the like, I never stand down on an investigation. Like, I don't care. I'm not taking a break. That type of person. But, but he's not, he doesn't do it for like the glory. He's like very self-effacing. Like he doesn't like the attention on him generally. And he likes, he's, he's very professional, which is hilarious because he's probably like 15 years younger than Zach. Um... (laughs) But yeah, he's very professional, very respectful, and when they don't find anything, they're very like, we didn't find anything. Oh, cool. You know, yeah, so it gives you a little more credence about what's going on. I like that. Yeah, so so Ryan Buell is the main guy, um, uh, and he starts the show with his crew saying, welcome to the wonderful world of Indiana, which <gasps> no oh. one has ever said. <laughs> So uh, let me yeah, let me introduce our our main. So we've got Ryan Buell, lead investigator, Sergi and Josh, our tech specialists. Now Sergi is from I'm pretty sure Russia, so I feel like his name should be pronounced Sergey, but yeah. he pronounces it Sergi. So I'm huh, gonna okay. let that okay. I'm gonna let that pass. <laughs> I'll let it slide uh, this one time, and then. I think her name is Katrina or Katarina. You never know, unless you listen, which I don't. And uh, she's a she's a researcher and interviewer. And then they've got Heather, who's another investigator. And then we've got Elfie, a cult specialist. 
So they've got a real rounded out crew here. (laughs) And they're in the magical land of northeastern Indiana. Jesus. (laughs) There really is something... There is something about Indiana. I feel like I can confidently say I know nothing about Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know the capital. I don't know where it is on a map. Indiana. I don't know their industry. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know nothing. I'm not sure anyone could help you with any of those questions. (laughs) I don't need them to. Um. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they don't they don't they do not have an amazing reputation. I will leave it at that. I'm yeah. sure I won't leave it at that, but that's where I'll leave it at this moment. Okay. So um northeastern Indiana. We meet up with a couple, Mark and Kim, who have lived there for four years. Apparently they're hearing noises on a nightly basis, sounds of loud furniture moving in the night. Ooh. Apparently this huge trunk was moving in the attic. Oh Jesus Christ. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh. Yeah. So um oh you're a little more a little more sensitive than usual. I think I, you should maybe stop binge watching <laughs> horror films. I just know what happens in attics. What happens in attics? Nothing good. You find you find spooky shit and then you activate nonsense. Same thing with basements. You find spooky shit and you activate nonsense. That's Okay. Not an I think, that's, I think that's vague enough to maybe be true. <laughs> okay, so so Ryan is is talking with these with the the guy Mark. Mm-hmm. Now Mark is um how should I put this? A nerd. He's a nerd and um he's like um hmm, Is he hmm. also a dork? No, okay. he's not like a dork because okay. I feel like there's something endearing about a dork. Yeah, yeah. And then there's something really not Off-cutting. endearing about like a real fucking nerd, nerd man, <laughs> like and a, like an over forty nerd. And um, and he it's kind of like if comic book guy from The Simpsons had a haunting. Um, oh my or god! Like, or like one of comic book guy's friends. So is he so, rude? No, he's not rude. Okay. He's he just gives I would be very nervous if he bought me a drink. Okay, okay. I see. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh if that makes any sense. Yeah. So and he talks really fast. He talks kind of like this. Uh you know, he's just like kind of kind of constantly talking like this and it's just kind of strange. Yeah. Um and he's telling um Ryan that the trunk had moved in the attic and he's like what was in the trunk? Well, I, I may have had some antique guns in there. I don't quite recall. I don't remember. What? And, uh... I don't mm-hmm. know. Guns? <laughs> what? Is this, um, is this Indiana? guns. Yeah, Sounds that's... like Texas. Oh, Indiana is... Uh, it's something else. It's something else. <laughs> um, and, uh, apparently the bed is sh- shakes kind of constantly okay. and then once uh mark was sleeping or he was about to fall asleep and he had his hand his uh, arm under his head and it was like smacked out from under his ha- head and there was a, a handprint. oh now they're in the basement this is apparently the most active place they've heard noises there mark has heard like a tinkling sound and I asked for it to reveal itself, and uh, 
and a bolt from one of those tables over there just smacked me right in the back. Which that's okay. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, to the interview. This is the official like client interviews. Oh my god. What was the first phenomena that happened to you? Phenomena. <laughs> um, Mark was like, oh, immediately. Uh, for the first two weeks, you know, this place was a mess. So I was fixing it up and I was working on the house. and I never felt alone. Uh, and then we finally moved in and stuff started happening. Like now it's almost every night, you know, she won't sleep upstairs by herself. His, referring to his wife. Uh, it's really picked up after the last uh, four months, you know, knocking, pounding, people being touched. Oh my God. And then he asks Kim, what's been the most, <laughs> I started with my natural cadence and had to drop it. What's been the most mm -hmm. frightening experience for you, Kim? Um, one night I could feel something like laying on me um, and I could feel genitals. Uh, and that uh, really, uh, that was really upsetting to me. Yeah. That yeah. is fucked up. Yeah. Because I've heard a million accounts of people saying that ghosts have gotten into bed with them or laid on them and all this stuff, but I but have not. never, ever heard anyone say that they could feel reproductive organs. Ugh. And I think that that kind of communicates the same thing as when, I don't know, like that someone made a point to do that, which is yeah. an intimidation. That's a, that's yeah. a power move. Yeah. That's not a, that's not cute. No, it's not. Pay attention to me. Yes. I'm here. No. No, I don't like uh, that. And then he's like, is there something wrong, Kim? And she's like, I just feel like the energy is being sucked out of my body. Like oh. the gravity around me has like increased. Like it's just heavier. It's harder for me to move, basically. Poor baby. What do you think is going on? Some kind of demonic activity. Oh, my God. Do you oh think it's harmful? Uh, I don't. I guess that's why we contacted you. And I'm like, girl, it's, I think that it's shit's not, harmful. It's not sweet and nice if it's putting its genitalia on you. Yeah. I'd say harmful. Did, I told you about that, um, that episode of Baggage. Excellent, excellent show you should all find. And, um... And the woman's baggage was where people reveal, like, things about themselves and then, like, they get, like, knocked off. Uh, and she was like, you basically have to decide whether that's a deal breaker or not, the main person. It's like a dating show. And she, her baggage she revealed was, I had the best sex I ever had was with a ghost. <laughs> you get it, girl. And uh, it turns out the guy that was, like, the main one, like, trying to pick the woman, his baggage was that he was, like, crazy religious. So uh, the woman who slept with the ghost was out of there. <laughs> Open your mind, Jim. Come on. Oh, no. His baggage specifically was that he spoke in tongues for two hours every night. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. So then eventually the woman that he picked was like, I don't accept your baggage. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> oh, great. That's so okay. Good. So they're using an EMF detector, which detects electromagnetic fields. Um, nobody really knows what those are <laughs> or what that does. Um, but we love them. But God, do we love, you know. Love seeing, seeing seeing where they fluctuate. <laughs> um, I, 
think that's probably the least satisfying paranormal investigating tool that people use. Yeah. It's like, oh, look over here. And it's like, what does that mean? <laughs> is that the and thing with like, the stick person? Or is that just like looking no, at these no, numbers? No, no, no. It's, it's just like a... It, it, like a meter? It, it almost looks like a stud detector. Like, it's just yeah. like a stud finder it just like it's a meter and it and it goes up usually in reaction to like electronic devices like things Mm -hmm. so then whenever you're in like a place that hasn't had power in 50 years and it like jumps it's like significant yeah um but it's just not satisfying we've developed Um, we've we've grown as a people to (laughs) to no longer be impressed by (laughs) electromagnetic fields so um the Mm, EMF detector is pulsing between 10 and 15 and they're like they're like trying to find the source of where that fluctuation is coming from Mm -hmm. so they're walking around the house and going to where it's stronger and it brings them to the basement and that I think this was their first time in the basement or it's their first time in the basement with like all the lights on and uh, they're looking around and they find what looks like blood spatter all on the walls uh, and it's just Sergi and Josh, and they're like, um, what, what does that look like to you? Oh my god. <laughs> and Josh is like, I'm not a forensic specialist, but that looks like blood. <laughs> oh my lord. So oh. just know that we've got some blood on the wall, or some, it looks like a blood on the walls in the basement. So then cut to Ryan talking to Mark. Did you ever look into the history of the home? Uh, I don't really know the history of the house. I was told by a neighbor that a lady was beat to death with a hammer in the basement. Uh, that a couple of, that a couple had a bad fight and he threw her through a window. Um, Jesus. And I was like, Lord, slow down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So then, um, he takes him to the basement and points to the stains on the wall and was like, was that there when you moved in? And he was like, yeah, I don't know if it's blood or what, which... I Why didn't you fucking paint over it? Hilarious because he was like he worked for two yeah. weeks to get this place in shape. But didn't And it's like, so wall? what what did you so what does that entail if you didn't Why wouldn't why would they Because the basement you a is house? the ba- the basement is unfinished. Like it's got like practically dirt floors. It's like it's not nice. I'm like, did mm-hmm. you like actively destroy the base? <laughs> like was it like nice <laughs> and cute and that was what you were doing? <laughs> He was like, it, it, it was a mess. And it's just like a, like an adorable little like Instagram bungalow. <laughs> so he's like, like rip out lights, all the flooring. Yeah. Floor pillows. Uh-huh. I and don't, then. Why would they sell him a house with blood stains on it? It's Indiana. Okay. That's just going to be most of your I'll houses. I'll take it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's only in the basement. So that's a Ooh. deal. On House Hunters, Indiana. <laughs> house Hunters, Indiana. <laughs> Got a little, and the blood spatter you'll notice is completely isolated to the basement. They're like, "Oh, honey, oh, come honey, on, it's perfect." It's perfect. <laughs> so, uh, did you ever look into the history? Oh, um, and he says, "Was this there when you moved in?" Referring to the blood, and then he said, "What about this?" And he's referring to this black, like I won't call it a chandelier, because I know what a chandelier is, and this is not it. <laughs> It light? was more, uh, it was a light fixture that looked like it was made out of black wrought iron, perhaps. And oh. it had like, and it looked like it had like candle holders coming out of it in the shape of like a, 
rudimentary chandelier. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And, and I think it's got a light. Like, it is electrically connected, but it's got mostly candles around it. And Ryan was like, uh, was this here when you moved in? Uh, I, I, I don't recall. It may have been. And I'm like, what? How do you, you don't recall? You don't remember you don't if, if you, you brought that if you from home? installed this wrought iron chandelier Bullshit. or not? And then he was like, "So it's not yours?" And he was like, "Well, no, but well, you know, now it is." And it's like, "What? What? You sound like Mark. a liar, Stretch." <laughs> What's the real story, Mark? And I don't take kindly to liars. This is actually my first time in the basement, not gonna lie to you guys. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually never been down here. Um, I suffered a head injury I don't remember the last 50 years of my life. Hmm, we'll find out. That's not it. So, so, because these guys are not the ghost adventures, Mm -hmm. they were like, well, it looks like blood, but let's do a test to see if it's actually literally blood. Okay, okay. So they get some, they get a hold of some luminol spray, which is the stuff where you spray it around and then you turn the lights off and then it like glows. Ah. <laughs> you should probably bring this to a hotel room. Uh-huh. See if you can find any fun. Uh, so, so Josh and Sergi have, I keep wanting to say Sergei. Do it. What? No, I cannot. <laughs> so uh, they get this luminol spray, which reacts to the iron and hemoglobin and is therefore used to detect blood so they test it josh just like pinpricks himself and then spray and it lights up super bright so it works so they go down to the basement and they spray everything ryan and elfie research the the history of the home to see if there was any deaths Mm -hmm. they found nothing oh and the blood did not react with the luminol so they think it's probably stain or paint of some kind why would the neighbors tell them that someone was beat to death with a hammer how rude it's indiana it was just a fair guess (laughs) your your neighbors moved out why i guess murder you know i never saw that wife again probably beat to death with a hammer hammer in the basement (laughs) they're projecting oh they probably are oh jesus Oh my god, my fall candle smells so good. Nice. So, okay. they find that there seem to be some inconsistencies Mark. in these stories. And, um. You never trust a nerd. <laughs> really, though, especially not a sweet one. Yeah. No, wait, not a, a non sweet yeah. one. Oh, a, <laughs> a sour sweet, nerd. A sweet nerd. <laughs> Sour nerds rope. Never trust. I trust. Delicious. But never. (laughs) Um, So they're getting suspicious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just in time for a psychic medium to arrive at midnight. Now, this is one of my favorite psychics. I've known her for a while. Not really, personally, ever. But I wish I did. Her name is. My heart. I really have, because I watched this show like 10 years ago when it first came out. I oh. fucking loved it. So her name is Michelle Belanger. <gasps> yes! She is so... She's beautiful. She's tall. 
She has short red hair. Like, it's, like, dyed red. She's really pale. She always wears black and, like, some kind of choker. She always has, like, really intense lipstick on. And she's, like, fucking... She's in that fucking world. Like, she is so cool. And I love it. And she goes in blindfolded. She's always... They always try to, like, restrict her senses as much as possible. Cool. Yeah. So she's she walks in and she says, I've just seen um, a flash of an image of an altar with candles and an upside down um, pentacle, uh, a pentagram, you would say. Then she moves into the bedroom and she's like, I keep seeing a darkened room lit with candles and a pentagram specifically with the um, with the goat in it oh my god but this house feels like it's been cleaned up somewhat the person who was practicing satanism changed god damn it mark fuck you mark a man trying to trying to cut the darker stuff out of his life but it's not um going quietly how it works i'm seeing some stealthy things that move throughout this house creeping shadows i feel like they call his name they're calling him back. Then she goes to the basement and she's like, things get shoved here to maybe be forgotten about. Makes me wonder if he has something left over that he couldn't quite bring himself to part with connected to his former life. So then Ryan talks to Mark and is like, is there anything else we should know that would be important to this case? And Mark is like, um, (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) come on, Mark, just tell it, just spill the beans, just tell it, you reek of it. He was like, there was basically uh, a point in my life when I didn't believe in God. So I, uh, I embraced the other way. Uh, so I, you know, embraced Satanism and Ryan is like, by Satanism, you mean devil worshiping? Uh, Yes. And I'm like, okay, pause. He- Number one, not- how can you believe in the devil if you do not believe in God? That's that's a that's really yeah. interesting. That's a really interesting perspective yeah, to be like. I found different. myself to be an, an atheist, so I started worshiping <laughs> a dark god. Yeah, that's it's not like, how it I don't it think works. that really lines up. Um. That's not how it works. And also... also, No, no, please. Don't... Just because you worship the devil doesn't necessarily mean you worship the occult and do, do, like, pentagrams and shit, right? What you're thinking... If you worship the devil, that's bad. That's bad business. But if you identify as a Satanist, the Satanists are a group group of... They're a fine uh, people. it's It's a political... It's they work to um, basically protect the separation of religion and state by putting up a statue of Baphomet at an Arkansas state capitol because they put up a Ten Commandments thing. You know, they're not actual devil worshipers. They're there to say, um, you said that there's a separation between religion and the state. And so we are going to call you on that basically by being like, well, this is our religion. So we're allowed to put this up, right? 
Yeah. And they have good afterlife beliefs. I don't think they have any afterlife beliefs. If I'm pretty sure they're they're passionate, and they're in it, I don't remember what it. Well, I think there's a lot of different kinds of. There's people that believe in like hedonism as basically their religion, and that like pure like um, like pleasure in all senses is what life is about. Um, And I think some of those people identify as Satanists, and then there's the Satanists that are purely atheistic and only identify as Satanists to. to basically as a political statement and then there's people that straight up worship the devil want to have bad things happen to other people and are willing to just just really bad bad scene so (laughs) so uh ryan is like can you recall the darkest moments and he goes well, at one point, we were pretty into grave robbing, uh, breaking into mausoleums, stealing jewelry, things like that. Uh, we would do curses. For a while, it was all-consuming. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Can we? Can someone call the fucking police? Because yeah. that's really not fucking legal. And it's fucking crazy. Yeah. He's just nuts. If you're just stealing shit, you're a thief. Well, it's, there's a specific kind of like necromancy nerd (laughs) yeah it's pretty fucked up it's just like oh my god could you be any more of a nerd if you're fucking like being like let's just go fucking dig up some bodies like yeah and they're all just like a bunch of ugly horrible men and um they think that it's like powerful they think it's like cool just like the way they think having like a three foot braided ponytail down their back is like shows (laughs) sexual virility it doesn't um, the opposite, quite frankly. But we're all impressed that you can braid to such a tiny, yeah, I, such a tiny plate. I, we're all yeah. very impressed. Very impressed. Um, but yeah, horrible, horrible, horrible. I that type of person, I have nothing in common with. I have no idea what would motivate someone to be so horrible. <sighs> yeah, it's hard to think of another word. Disgusting. Um, enraging mm, idiotic frustrating indiana <laughs> <laughs> it's on the sign when you enter <laughs> well, yeah all those adjectives are on the welcome to indiana sign oh goodness right. i hope there's no indiana listeners or i hope if there are they are in agreement <laughs> okay all right so yeah, that's pretty horrific. Uh, and then Ryan is just like taking it all in stride. Doesn't even his face doesn't even change as he's explaining he's this stuff. He's a professional. Work. He's a fucking professional. Zach Bagans would have like done a backflip. Yeah, he would have pooped his pants. <laughs> <laughs> but no one would have noticed because they are so loose. Um, <laughs> so he says, "Why did you stop?" Uh, well, I stopped because of Kim. And then it cuts to Katerina or Katrina. Uh, talking to Kim and she says do you ever worry that he'll go back and she goes well he says things that worry me um, that they pester him Um, but you know that was that was a bad way and he saw that it was a bad way and he's been there um, but so I'm I'm not worried that he'll go back and I'm like honey you deserve so much better better (laughs) than this man 
and this place. Yeah. Cause she's like she's like a pretty nice woman. Like you there's don't have no to live with in like in that with all that darkness. That's no so sad. She shouldn't have to. No. And then uh Ryan asks Mark, did you ever sell your soul? Mm. Well, I cut him a deal. Which is about the most frustrating, Jesus, annoying, like horrible he he thing. Cut that, him a deal. Well, I cut him a Fuck deal. You. Like so casual, like he was fucking negotiating a used car. I cut him a deal. Are you fucking kidding me? No, you didn't. This isn't Costco. Ah! This okay. isn't the flea market where you can bargain. Yep. This isn't Ghost so he says. He says. I said, if you gave me what I wanted for twenty years, I'll get him twenty new followers. Not a bad deal. <laughs> <laughs> although, although huh. twenty people that's converted to Satanism, to devil worshiping, that's a lot of people. And what a shit! Like I get, you really don't want this darkness following you, but you come to terms with the fact that this is not an okay way to live, and you're trying to make other people go through it. That's not cool. No, he's not. This was before. Oh, he this is when he stopped. was a, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's not gonna kind of okay. deal with the devil if I he thought he meant like no if you leave me alone for twenty years. No, 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 no. Okay. No, if you give me what I want for twenty years, he made this pact in the past. Oh. I will get you twenty new followers. He doesn't know twenty people. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Although the twenty people he does know are probably already on the brink. Okay, um, and what he wanted was protection, which I'm like, who is targeting you, asshole? Yeah. Um, money and women. <laughs> Not even creative. <laughs> um, la, la, la. Ask for something Why cool. not ask for a skill? I and want then a you can get all of those things. Burning. I want something. What? I want like a, a thing that's never stops burning. Something cool. Something crazy. Something I want deadly. to be amazing at the violin. Then you can become, you can get a job, get money, and people are people are always attracted to you if you have a skill. Yeah, you get women. Violin skill can literally get you everything you want in this world. <laughs> I want to be really so good I don't at know. Excel, Satan. <laughs> really improve my job i want to be proficient at quickbooks um <laughs> nerd uh so he says did you get those things oh i got everything i wanted and i'm like Ugh. if you got all that money why oh, are you living in indiana yeah i would move somewhere why like... are you living in a blood spatter basement <laughs> i would and it not even the shit on Indiana. I would be like in an island somewhere, like on a mountain. This man does not exist anywhere but Indiana. Uh, yeah, he does yeah. not exist yeah. in any other state. If You're he right. crosses a state line, he simply evaporates. <laughs> this he is man no longer <laughs> cannot be on a beach. Yeah, that doesn't fair. work. I don't want him on a beach. His molecules would simply separate, and it would all be over. Turns to sand. <laughs> he would implode like a dying star. Um. I just was watching The Office, and Jan was like, well, this could go one of two ways. <laughs> and one of those options was she would implode like a dying star. And that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Um, so he got those things. And then sure. Ryan, so then, so, so then Ryan and the team get together. 
and Ryan is explaining to them about this because none of them know really much about oh this. And God. he's like, so he's like, so uh, he made a deal that he would convert 20 people if he got money, protection, and women. And then, like, all the people are like, what? <laughs> what? Whoa, 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 whoa. What? So, like, they're like, what the fuck? I think me at that point, I would be like, then what are we doing helping him? Fuck yeah, he doesn't deserve help. Yeah, fuck this guy. I don't give a fuck if he's sworn it off. This was self-inflicted. Goodbye. Enjoy your demons. Yeah. Uh, And then Josh was like, that's what those candles downstairs on the weird light fixture represent. It was like red for lust, blue for protection, green for money. They correspond. Mm. And then they were like, well, does that mean that he's still practicing if he still has those candles up oh that's what he couldn't get rid of maybe and i was like this is fucking stupid basically what this is telling me is this man is trying to you know have his cake and eat it too he's Mm -hmm. like i don't want to you know deal with the dark i don't want to hold up my end of the deal but i still want money i got a woman i got money i got protection and now i don't want to hold up my end of the deal so i never thought i would say this but i'm on the devil's side because he made a fucking deal and now he's just backing out of it with a seemingly very brittle faith in god like I yeah. I don't quite believe that he has really made a profound turnaround. I don't see any evidence. There's not even a cross in the home. I don't see any evidence that he truly truly well, yeah. has found a faith in like an all-encompassing powerful energy of goodness, love and light. I do not see that at all. It seems like he just got scared by the people, not the people, the things coming to collect mm-hmm. on the deal that he made. Mm-hmm. And suddenly he's scared and doesn't want to be a part of it anymore. Do we and know I'm like, if he converted any people? No. But certainly I would guess not enough. Yeah, it's one he's excessive. And I don't think he has much selling power. <laughs> want to come in my basement? <laughs> no, Mark. Anyway, we have some really fun parties sometimes. Uh, we'll all get snacks and then go and just, you know, rob some graves. It can be really cool. Uh, you know, Steve just got a mandolin, so it's kind of fun. We kind of jam together sometimes. I'm not very good, but, you, you know, it's, it's a fun time. Him? Like, yeah, why the fuck? Why would anyone want to be like, ooh, I want to live that life? No. You certainly are glamorous. No, thank you. So I'm just not on this asshole side. No. Nope. And I feel like God is like crossing his arms and tapping his foot. Like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're trying to bring me into this? <laughs> nope. Because I sure wasn't there before when you were robbing people's skeletons for jewelry. Um, yeah. I feel like um, Jesus would be grossed out. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so Ryan is telling this to the team. They're all like, Jesus Christ, this fucking guy. Uh, and then they head into the main investigation. Ryan is in the basement. Katrina is in the master bedroom. Rest of the team are on the main floor in a circle. 1.30 a.m. I think everyone is connected via uh, walkie-talkie. Nice. And uh, everyone in their respective rooms are, like, inviting the spirits or whatever's there. 
to kind of come into the room, which would scare the fucking shit out of me. I yeah. never, ever want to invite something that dark to hang no. out. Um, no. Buck up! I'd be like, if you're there, can you appear 400 yards to my left? <laughs> Great, here, thank please you! Please go away! <laughs> if you're here, could you not be? <laughs> To prove that you're here, I'll leave. leave. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Ugh. Let, let no. But to all of these people's credit, they are unflappable. That's amazing. They do not react. Like, these are truly very good. Like, I like paranormal it. investigators. Because they don't scream, they don't run. They are present and they're listening and they are not freaked out easily. I know. I'm so impressed. I'm like, this is why people are allowing these 20 year olds into their homes because they they are very professional. I like it. And I wonder how they found each other. Um, Because he said, I went to Penn State and found that I was not alone. And it's like, how did you find these people? Maybe there was some kind of pagan society. Sounds cool. Go Penn State. <laughs> so, um, Katrina's like, are you here because of Mark? Does he owe you anything? Mm-hmm. I just saw yeah. something black, um, something black out the computer light. And then Ryan, down in the basement, God love him. I order any unclean spirits oh to enter this room now and give me a sign of their presence. Oh my god. Oh my god, dude. Unexplained knock. <laughs> um, oh Slayer just starts playing. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, 2 a.m. Nothing's super happening except for that little... Little bits, little touches. So then they bring the clients and Ryan in the basement. And Ryan's like, you need to make peace with your past and cut the ties. I can't, you can't make you can't peace with your past if it involves opening a coffin. Yeah. If your past involves opening a coffin, it You're- unless you are literally a mortician or a coffin salesman. Mm-hmm. You're screwed, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so then Mark Don't goes... Mark. The deal's done, guys. Uh, I don't want nothing to do with you no more. You know, I, I, and they're like, that's a double negative. So you do want to do stuff with us anymore. Ha ha. Throw him in the pit. And then he goes to the devil. <laughs> just a hole opens up into the ground and he's just dragged to hell. Honestly, nice. I would have been happy nice. about that. Good for him. Um, I do have the self-righteousness of a Catholic. <laughs> After all these years. I'd still love to see someone else burn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (coughs) Um, We're through. Uh, Be gone. Oh, my God. I know. It was the least convincing (laughs) exorcism I've ever seen. (laughs) So the next day, Ryan speaks with Dr. Greg, who is a psychologist to X. Satanists, okay. ex-devil worshippers, which is a fascinating, whoa, fascinating job description. Specific. I like. Wonder it. how he found this person. So, Doctor Greg says, "Your gentleman here uh, may have a book or a knife or something in his possession possession that was part of his, uh, the worship process, and that 
In fact, now is an access point. Um, he might feel harassed and f- confused because that item is now an access point. Um, and then they meet up with Michelle Belanger in the basement, or in, just in the house, and she's like, this house is decorated in a way that I would expect someone at least dabbling mm. in worship would. I can't help but think that he's holding on to something. Mm. And Ryan is like, what about this house makes you feel that way? And she was like, there's a profusion of mirrors in this house. Mm. And they're used often as like a doorway to let things in. And that really struck me. Oh. Gross. So, yes. And the house does not look like someone who has found God. Uh, uh, so, Ryan and clients. Ryan is meeting up with a couple. And he's like, uh, some objects in the basement are very questionable. And I think might be symbolic of your past. And if you have no need or use for those, my suggestion is to get rid of them as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. You want this shit to stop? Yeah, really, really. Like I'm fucking saying, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't yeah. keep all your devil decorations and then not want the devil he to come back and talk to you. He knows why it's happening. He didn't yes. need their help. He knows he can take some steps. It's going to keep mm-hmm. happening. You're right. You're right. Oh, damn. I have no respect or sympathy for no. that man. No. None, none at all. Really none. Nope. I'm like, I have no evidence that you have embraced kindness in any sense. Yep. In any sense. Nothing. I'm like, where does this fucking guy work now? This makes me think, like, who are you? Who am I talking to on a regular basis that dabbled in grave robbing? Best Buy, probably. (laughs) It's a sad, desolate world. (laughs) He's in a bright blue polo nowadays. Um... So then we get the director's log, which is Ryan with this hilarious, like, pop punk vocal thing, like, although we heard sounds and knocks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, this is done on a recorder. Although we heard sounds and knocks, we didn't document anything especially particularly paranormal. Mm-hmm. So for now, we just, like, leave them to do what we told them to devices. do. Mm hmm. And then in the epilogue, it just says, they still experience paranormal activity in their home and are working on taking their house back. And I'm like, I wonder if he did what he said he would do. I bet he didn't. I bet he didn't as well. I bet he's like, you know, if I just talk to him one more time, I can sort this out. I'll make a deal. Me? Great at deals. (laughs) So good at deals. I mean, cut him a deal. I can't. I I don't care for him. Not at all. And like, what what it was in that trunk? Because we know he's lying when he mm-hmm. says, I don't recall. Antique guns? When no. he said, uh, I'm, I may have had some antique guns in there. I don't know. And it's like, do you mean ceremonial swords? <laughs> because that's what I think you mean. <laughs> yeah. Is there a goat in there? Do you mean a goat corpse? <laughs> I, because that's what I'm getting the sense of. I get... I get loving someone. I don't. But, <laughs> but like, I, that's. There must have been slim pickings at that Indiana high school. I hope that because he's like cutting out on the devil, the devil's gonna like go hardcore and he's gonna lose all his money. He's gonna lose his lady. 
Morgan, he already does not have a lot. <laughs> well, he thinks he's hot shit. Well, I just, I, 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 I think I would be extremely frustrated if I was the paranormal investigator to be like, well, what did you expect? Yeah, why, why did he bring them there? Because he didn't want to tell them the truth. No. What did he think they were going to deal with his demons? He, he yeah, really. <laughs> literally deal with his demons but problems, his Mark. actual demons yeah what did he think that he could just get them to expel all the spirit all the demons by just like yelling at them like without knowing the full story that he literally owed them something mm. he's a shithead at this yeah. point i don't think the devil or god is very impressed <laughs> you can't piss them both off mark Really? Because who's left? (laughs) (laughs) At least in a monotheistic religion, like, who the fuck else is going to care about what you do? Because at this point, no one is rooting for you. No. (laughs) Well, maybe God, but he's like, dude, seriously? He's even like, Mark, you're making it real hard for me. Exactly. It's like God is dating like an addict. And, like, he's sworn that he's done with it, sworn that it's over, and then, like, he finds, like, a, a candle or an, a ceremonial knife in a drawer and is like, what the fuck, dude? Mark. Like, I thought you said you changed. I thought you were clean. And he's like, oh, uh, no. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so really frustrating episode. Um, but I thought it was really fun and interesting and a good way, a good sort of analysis of lying behavior. People who are like really Mm nonspecific about things that are like, what? You should, you would know that. Yeah. If he had simply been like, yeah, this all came with the house. Yeah. Like why, why would he be like, I don't recall, but it's because it's saving face so that if eventually it comes out that that was his, yeah. he doesn't have to say, like, oh, I lied. He can just say, well, like, oh, I wasn't sure. It but it's out. like, that's impossible to yeah. be unsure. Who the fuck forgets yeah. installing fought, yeah, a light done. fixture? Yeah. No. Not buying it. No. No. But I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, another tragic little side note about this story or about just like the show Paranormal State in general, I googled Ryan Buell to see what he's up to now. Mm -hmm. He has had a horrible decade. Uh, He is himself an addict and really struggles. And I think a big part of that is because he is gay and I think his parents are very uh, not okay with that. Very much so. And I think he was I think he's very Roman Catholic, um, and I have reason to believe his family also is, so I think he really, really struggled with reconciling that, and then I think he's also paranormally sensitive, Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of people who are paranormally sensitive and don't know how to kind of put up walls to kind of get some relief to they uh self-medicate to sort of like cut down on the noise of um being so sensitive to everything happening around him so he's a hardcore addict and has some has a record uh yeah which is super sad um and if you look up pictures he he looks like from like he looks like plump and healthy and like good 
in the show and then like picture you'll see pictures of him looking like he lost 40 pounds he could not afford to lose like super gaunt face he looks so much older um but he seems to be doing better now he went to rehab and um yeah but yeah he's had a super rough time yeah so he used to it's interesting he was described online as like a paranormal wunderkind like uh oh. he's gonna be the next big thing and uh he really struggled with that so just didn't want to be caught off guard by a f- recent fact about an investigator again so yeah. i decided to google <laughs> and wow am i glad that i did oh. uh so yeah i guess everybody has their own fucking demons oh. maybe that's why he's so understanding and non-judgmental in the show yeah, so I'm just going to, I think, leave it on that pretty depressing oh, note. Yeah. If you have a terrifying tale Tell or me. just an interesting spooky story that happened to you, email it to us at letters to camp at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, my personal Instagram, because some people were interested and excited that I had one, and I guess I always forgot to mention it, is just Katie Wiggins, K A T Y underscore Wiggins and Morgan never posts on her so why would I even say anything (laughs) Um, but you can also I tag our personal Instagrams on every uh, scary story Instagram post so you can find us that way as well and we have merch on Redbubble and I believe that's it I want to do something special for October something like weekly that we could do something I don't know send us your ideas people suggestions yeah. ideas do my job do it for me now because i, I yeah i just well, want to yeah i want to do something special Pretty something sure. spooky a little extra Oof. yeah Oof. <laughs> for the for the holiday we will of course do our halloween special like yeah like usual our first annual um so i'm really excited about that i'll probably have ian on the air and we'll he'll get us some some scary stories some short scary stories and then i'll probably do some more impossible trivia for morgan (laughs) i did good (laughs) (laughs) or we'll do something yeah but yeah i'm Uh, looking forward forward to it look forward to that and in the meantime have a spooky night filled with the streams of all the things Bye. bye